Hey guys, it's Ari Hart. And Dorian Black. So we are back with episode two of season two. Mm -hmm. So before we even get into our episode today, we want to announce our giveaway winner. So our giveaway, as you guys remember, was dinner with me and Dorian and on us as well. We're paying. Yes. And the winter of the giveaway. Adrian Portier. Yes, from Yup Another Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they're brothers that we know from around and they have a podcast as well. So um, check out their podcast at Yup Another Podcast. But Adrian is the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supporting, you know, the black queens out here. So brother, you about to get a free meal. On us. On us. So- and you can follow him at Adrian underscore Portier. Mm-hmm. So, world now a photographer. Yes. So, shout out to him. Congratulations. You have the option of having dinner with us either Friday or Saturday at Pretty Girls Cook. Cook. Right. So, I'm excited so we could talk about how black men definitely do cheap. Right. I can't wait over some good food. Okay. I'll be smacking and all that. Yes. I, I'm excited. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to get some grub on. So, yeah. and if you didn't check out our last episode where we had our mukbang with the food from Royals Rest- uh, Restaurant, mm-hmm. check them out. Um, their food is really good. So, and also check that episode out if you haven't already. Yes, because the cocktails was slapping. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. But we're gonna jump into what the hell happened. Um, yes. just talk about our weekend, our week, and some hot to- topics that we have. Yeah, for you guys. Um. For me, my weekend was pretty chill. I worked. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Just worked. I feel like work is taking over my life a little bit. And I'm trying to have that balance between still enjoying myself and still like right. chasing the, the paper. But yeah, I'm really excited about, you know. You feel like you haven't been able to go out or anything? Um, Not just that. I just be so tired. Like... Just the commute back and forth to work and just the work itself. Like, it's, I almost cried three times the other day because the work was just overbearing. I'm like, oh, my mm. God. Like, I'm ready to go home. I'm getting tired, sleep deprived. But I'm definitely trying not to let, you know, it take over me. But mm-hmm. music and podcast have been getting me through the day. So yeah. I just when you're like on the keep bus my earbuds driving. in. Yes. I, I just let it take me away. Listen to the music. Like... Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I need to catch up on my podcast and stuff like that, too. But my week has been what has been literally all summer, me laying down. Um, I actually was reading a book called Bill Street Could Talk, which is a book that, I have to, that I'm teaching this year to my honors um, class. And for the life of me, I'm only on, like, page 50. And the book is, like, 190 pages, and I have to have it read by Thursday. Is it a hard read? It's not a hard read at all. I just don't want to. <laughs> and... And, like, I think, like, I could tell the book is going to get good, but the girl's just giving me a lot of unnecessary information in the beginning. So, it's, like, really hard for me to get past it, but I'm going to have to get over it. Because I need, I want to at least have half the book read, if not the whole thing, by the time I have to. Um, yeah, and this is my last week off, and I go back on Monday to work, so. Are you excited to see the kids? Well, the kids won't be back when I go back. They don't come back to the following week, but I am excited to see them. Um, I am excited to go back to work. I'm ready to decorate my class. I'm ready to get back into the flow. I just kind of want to put myself back in work because I just feel like I've had too much time to just do nothing and to think about things that are not important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I am ready to go back to work. But I'm going to definitely enjoy this last week. You know, um, it is my birthday week or whatever. So, turn up. Yes. So, I'm going to definitely enjoy it, but 
Yeah. What about current events? What's been going on? So... I don't know. Well, the girls are finally coming together. Meg mm-hmm. Thee Stallion and Nicki have finally dropped a song together. I've been waiting for this because I've been following Meg Thee Stallion for a little bit. And, like, I could tell she's a Nicki fan. And, like, I remember I was watching her live mm-hmm. one time and she had, like, a beat playing. She's like, Nicki, get on the track with me. Get on the track with me. So it's nice to see, like, them coming together. And I feel like Megan Thee Stallion is such, like, pro everything. Like, she's like good with all the girls asian doll cardi b like she like who can be mad at megan the stallion like and I she's born like she just yeah. looks so good like she does and i think this was a good move for her i think this was a good move for nikki because mm-hmm. i think for so long nikki was being seen as like a person who didn't like other female rappers and who wasn't like a good sport and stuff like that and i think her working with megan who's like clearly a very hot uh, female rapper right now her coming with her and making a song and you know being on the live and being playful with her i think that's a really good look for her yeah um as we see like her reputation with other female rap artists haven't hasn't been the best so mm-hmm. i think especially with megan like i think megan's a great person because dude is like because she is in a great spot right now like yeah. nobody's really checking for cardi or anybody else right now like everybody's really really checking for megan so i think I think it's genuine on Nikki's end, but I think it's also in her mind she knew that this was a good move to show people that she is able to mm-hmm. have that relationship with other female rappers because for so long people were saying that that wasn't the case. Yeah, And I so. think it, a lot of it has to do with the fans. Like, I think I've seen this one person tweet and it was like, oh... Megan Thee Stallion is so fake and the person mm. was like how and they could not give a reason how they thought Megan Thee Stallion was fake and I'm like they do this all the time like and I feel like it never happens with the men like it's always with female rappers they always try to put them together yeah, like right. it could only be one female rapper in charge like no like there's plenty of room and I think that's why I'm so appreciative of Megan Thee Stallion because she's like no there's room for all of us like I hop on a song with you and you hop on a song with me like right. and I love that the ex XXL freshman this year had a lot of females on it like Tierra Wack and Rico Nasty and Making the Stallion and like they outshine all the men and I'm just so glad mm-hmm. to see female rap be where it should be so right. shout out to the girls yeah I think that's awesome um speaking on some like more heavier topics mm-hmm. something that you know I saw when I was watching the news was like the 600 plus um people who got arrested for being like undocumented and it, mind you, it was their kids' first day of school when this oh, all happened. Fine. So a lot of the kids, all those kids didn't have parents when they got out of school and they had to stay at the schools and were taken care of by, like, teachers and strangers and stuff like that. And I just think it's really unfortunate. I think that, you know, you know, first of all, like, undocumented people, they're doing jobs that y'all don't want to do, number one. And then number two, none of us are native to this land. Like, this isn't any of our land, no matter we were born here or not. Mm -hmm. And I think you do have to take a moment, regardless of laws and all that, to separate, like, the fact that you're about to separate kids from their families. But I guess that's not anything of worrying to y'all because y'all did that to us 400 plus years ago when we were slaves. You, You separated us from our parents and sold us. So I mm-hmm. guess like now it's not, it doesn't really phase you. So I guess I'm not a hundred, I'm not like super duper shocked that they're okay with separating kids from their parents. Cause that's something that American has, America has been doing. Yeah. It's just really unfortunate. Cause those kids, like the one little girl that I saw, she was just like really crying and bawling her eyes on. It was just like so sad. And it's like, what can we even do? Like these people are all in Mississippi 
and I'm sure they're going to have more raids in other um, states and more kids are going to be separated from their parents. So it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I think it's just so crazy. Like the state um, politics is in right now. It's just, it's like a joke. Like I know I remember being on Twitter and seeing Donald Trump saying, Oh, free ASAP Rocky. And it's a shame what's happening to ASAP Rocky and sweet. And, but it's just like, you have this whole issue in the United States where you legit are separating children from their parents. And right. Deporting people who are trying to build a better life for themselves because you have an issue with Hispanic people. Not that right. Hispanic people has done anything to you. It's just that your racist preference, I should say, right. is causing a divide in this country. And then I noticed, like, I seen a tweet on Twitter and it was like ASAP Rocky was free and he was with like all these white women and you got like black people saying oh free ASAP Rocky free ASAP Rocky but it's just like this is a prime example because ASAP Rocky was the same person who said he couldn't relate to like stuff like Black Lives Matter right. because he's living in Malibu and you know Soho so it doesn't really affect him and it's just like this is all a joke like I never thought the time where the president is saying free ASAP Rocky like Right. It's really a joke to me, like, right. and it's so sad. And it's like I'm always trying to figure out a way. What can I do to help these people? Like, whether it's mm-hmm. send water or donate, like, because if you leave it to the government, nothing's going to get done. So right. it's horrible that we're in that kind of state as of right now. So speaking on that, I don't know if you're you guys are aware about the mass shooting that happened in El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's just like one thing sad. after another. Like yeah, it was two mass shootings. Yeah, it so, was. It's really unfortunate. And then in New York and Times Square, um, people mis- mistook like a motorcycle backfiring for gunshots, and everybody was like running in a panic, mm-hmm. and like literally everybody's just scared as hell out here. Like it wasn't a shooting at all, but because yeah. they mistook the sound, and I would too because. I'm not going to lie, the last time I went to the movies, I went to go see the movie Ma. That's the last time I went to the movies. I know that was a minute ago. And when I went to the movies, I was sitting near the exit, and I was looking for the exits, and I was like, damn, I'm sitting near this exit, so if the person come over here to shoot us up, I'm going to get caught, but if they come on the other end, then I don't mm-hmm. have time to get out. And the fact that I thought about that while I, I sat down, that's not okay. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I am very cautious. Like, I've been cautious for a while. And no offense to any white listeners, but I do get cautious with some of y'all because y'all do be shooting people up. And like, I, like when I used to work at Seven Eleven, I remember this guy like came to the door. He like bent down and then ran from the door. I swear the nigga was trying to blow up the store, but he was just tying his shoes. It's just like yeah, that's horrible. It's horrible that you have to think that way when you go out. Like even when you go to the store, like you need to be very like observant and paying attention to like what's going on around you because you never. Never know. Yeah, and I think it's to the point where AMC Theater, I believe, like, they have protocols. Like, before they show the movie, like, the pre-scenes, they have, like, certain protocols. Like, look for the nearest exit. If you see something suspicious, report to your local usher. And it's just, like, it's sad that we have to live in this kind of world nowadays. Because we going through PTSD, to be honest. Like, there's no way we should go to on a train or to a mall or to a shopping center or even walk down the street and be afraid that something can possibly happen like or even going to school like me as a teacher i'm like i'm saying i'm be honest too i'm not that fearful because a lot of the students at my school are black so i'm not that fearful of (laughs) things getting shot up but you know, people off the street just be walking up and shit. Like, they could be like, oh, this is a nigger school. Let's go in there and shoot it up. Like, so I just... 
no place to save. Like, you have them shooting up churches. Right. You have them, like, Sandy Hook not too long ago. And I think that's the one that kind of struck me the most because you got to think, like, those were kindergartners and first graders who died. Like, and it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should have been the moment we really been, like, mass shootings or shootings, period, or scary right. should have all, like, precautions, you know, charged towards it. But I think... Once that happened, we definitely should have took it up the next level on gun control and making sure people are safe and making sure people are doing background checks on people and just being aware but of what's going on because the government they doesn't were care because the people who are the targets of these things are people that they want to get rid of. Like it's Mexicans and African Americans and stuff. It's not white people getting shot up in the schools or the targets or the Walmarts or the movie theaters. It's like people that they're trying because now. Like, you know, back in the day, unfortunately, like, you know, mass shooters are not okay at all. But back in the day, mass shooters were, like, when a mass shooter would shoot someone, they were shooting people that were looked like them. Mm-hmm. So, like, Columbine and all them type of shootings, those were, like, they targeted people in their communities. Now, because of Trump, the mass shooters are, the racist ones are coming out and now going to communities that are unlike their own. So, you know, I feel it, like it's, it's upgrading to another thing. It's like, okay... You have the first type of mass shooter who's just killing people who, like, mm-hmm. they don't like in their lives and who might have, like, treated them away. Now you have it like, man, I hate black or Mexicans or um, people who are Muslim or whatever. Now I'm kill them. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, more and more people. Because the fact that you had two mass shootings in, like, the same week is, yeah, that's, scary. like, really wild. So. I feel like there's no limit at this point. I feel like right. anybody can get it. Because not too long ago, maybe, like, a year or two ago, when it was at the country concert where they were shooting at the people in Las Vegas, and it's like, yeah. you can't go anywhere to enjoy yourself, whether you white, black, like, I remember in Florida, was it Orlando, when they shot up the gay club. Right, and, it's just and then Ariana Grande's, but that was out of the country, I think, yeah. but, but in that country that they happened, I think they nipped that shit in the bud when that, when that shooting happened at her yeah. concert, like, that wherever it was, they nipped it in the bud, like, America, like, you had, like, a gajillion shootings and you still haven't nothing in the butt yet so and it's all for selfish reasons because if you notice like they'll put control over birth control or abortions but Mm -hmm. they have yet to figure out a way to get some type of control over gun control and then most i've seen is jim put out an apology like oh sorry that this happened or we'll go see them but they're not doing anything to fix the issue because a lot of the politicians are funded by the NRA. So right. it's just like, it's a big cash cow for them. So honestly, yeah. what do they care? I think we're getting real close to those Purge movies being real. <sighs> okay. It's so scary. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is perfect to take us into like our discussion for today for desensitization because I, like, like you said, with the backfiring in New York, mm-hmm. like I feel like some people are desensitized to that. Like some people are probably just used to that. Like, oh, whatever. That's true. It's I think another... if I would have heard that, I probably wouldn't have had a reaction yeah i probably like uh, initially when i would have heard that noise i probably wouldn't have reacted but what would have made me react to seeing everybody else running yeah but like i hear like stuff sounds like that all the time but i don't like run you know i don't like grow up in the hood my whole life but i've been around the hood and i Mm -hmm. you know me going to temple i've lived in north philly and stuff like that so you know i've been around that and i and i'm still black and i still I'm associated with people who have been around certain things their whole life. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, yeah, people are definitely desensitized to 
certain violence, yeah. um, like like the noises and stuff like that. Um, and even people dying, like, what can your reaction really be anymore? Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's sad, but like, it's really nothing left to cry or no more movements to create about mm-hmm. it. It's just like, I and I think that's the scary part when you say there's no more movements to create because, like, when I seen there was another mass shooting. I just didn't, I didn't have any emotions. Like, before, I would just be so up in arms, like, oh my gosh, how can this happen? Like, we need to do something. Right. What can we do? And now I'm just like, wow, another one. Like, mm-hmm. and it's crazy that we're to a point in, you know, the United States where a lot of people are like us, desensitized to what's going on. Like, there's no way we should be like this because it's happening so frequently right. and nothing is getting done. It's like, oh well, what can we do about it? Yeah, like, what can I do? At this point, everybody's just like, every man for himself just like doing what you have to do for you to get through the day get through your time on this earth yeah you know what i mean so and um just to like kind of go over like what it means to be desensitized it just means like you just are so kind of used to something that you know you just don't have a reaction or any Mm -hmm. type of feeling towards it like just like for example if you're in a, a ton of toxic relationships in the next relationship, the person do dirty, you, you might not be as hurt about it because you're yeah. so damn used to something happening. So, and in America, we're just becoming so desensitized to that. So, yeah. I think another thing, just us as people, I feel like in today's society, we're desensitized to emotions, like other yeah. people's emotions. Like sometimes we'll be like, oh, it's not that deep or whatever. I Why are you tripping? Do that. Yeah. yeah, instead of taking it into consideration, like, oh, this person really feels some type of way about this. Like, right. let's try to work it out or talk about it. Like, I think I was on the shade room and Jim Jones had lost, he had to put his dog to sleep. Aww. And he was just like, you know, this is a hard time for our family. And we just ask y'all to y'all pray for us and keep keep us uplifted like and mm-hmm. the shade room was like oh you know keep jim jones and his family in prayer they just lost their dog and a lot of people was like oh wow it's just an animal it's just a dog it's just a pet and i'm just like a lot of people in the comment section was agreeing with me pretty much like it's still a family member Remember, like there's you still get attached hurting. to those animals yeah like they're still hurting they're still going through something regardless if you think it's just a dog like right. that person is still feeling some type of emotion so for you to just be like oh oh well get over it like it's kind of like rude yeah like and you're not being it's sad that we're so desensitized to other people's emotions like right. that like to just be like oh it's a dog whatever get over it yeah like people definitely are because like what you were saying with the whole like oh it's not that deep mm-hmm. like i remember it was a meme and the girl's like to you it's not that deep like to <laughs> you and that's how i be feeling like to you it's not a big deal and you know i'm not gonna lie i've done it to people too like it's not what you're doing is not that big of a deal. Yeah. it's not that deep but it could really be deep to them like it could be an underlying reason why it's hitting a certain spot to them so you know what one person think is not that deep that doesn't mean that another person wouldn't take it more seriously yeah. or not you know what i mean yeah i know like for me growing up i used to don't think i'm weird y'all but i used to think everything had like emotions like a rock if one rock was uh, over here and the other rock was over here I'm like they need to be together they're friends like they're gonna miss each oh. other <laughs> and i just think like I try to keep that still, like, with me, like, take into consideration that, you know, just because it's an ant crawling by, like, it still has a life. It probably got an ant family. Like, right. I'm not just going to step on it. Like, yeah, because my mom, she be treating this cat we got, like, king <laughs> of the world. Like, he get fed, like, 10 times a day. All that. Like, he living the cat life. So, 
And she's got a vicious over that cat, too. Okay. Threatening to kick people out because can't find the cat. Get out of my house. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, the cat work. Hey, you birthed the cat, okay? Okay. But to her. That's her. I mean, I love the cat, too, but she. You would have thought she gave birth to the damn cat. That's her baby. That's how so. my mom is with, like, our little smallest dog. Mm-hmm. Like, the dog has, like, its own area. Like, she feeds the dog. Like, it's, like the dog gets Chick-fil-A before I get Chick-fil-A. Right. I'm like, Oh, really? speaking of Chick-fil-A, I'm no longer eating there because they're supporting Trump's re-election. There's a whole list of places yeah. that I'm not going to be eating at anymore. So, I would love if other people could join this, too, because... And I saw some people like, oh, like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could give it up, like... Y'all are so fucking weak. Mm, and speak, sis. And I just feel like y'all steadily talking about what you would have did back in slavery, but you can't even stop eating that Chick Fil A yes. when they're when they're supporting Trump. Like, and it's a list of stuff, so it I can understand it can be challenging, but there's hella other places that don't support his reelection. And I just yeah. feel like if you can't even stand for something this small, just imagine if they did put our asses back on cotton field, you mm-hmm. would not be escaping anywhere or up roaring over no massa or nothing like that your ass will be right out there but everybody else because you're scared you can't even discipline yourself enough mm-hmm. for like these little issues because that's nothing crazy to stop eating at a place because yeah. it's you know supporting something you know what i mean and i think even that like i think going to the like being desensitized like even that's an example yeah. too is because it's like oh well you know everybody support races everybody races so what i'm not gonna i can't eat nothing there because everybody but that's not true because not everybody supports that right um and it was like a whole list of places it was like wendy's chick-fil-a applebee's outback um you know places that i regularly mcdonald's regularly rotate to and i won't be rotating out my ass will be yeah. at wawa I can still do Chipotle. They're not on the list as of now. Like, I was, IHOP is on the list. Like, wow. Waffle House. So wow. It's like, yeah, so I'm... It's going to be hard, but it's plenty of places, local places you can go, black-owned places that are not conservative that you can go. So it's just like... You learn how to cook. Let's not put our money, more money into their pockets. And I guess some people think, too, like, oh, it's just me. So what can my little $8 at Chick-fil-A really put a dent in? Cause, and I get it. Chick-fil-A get hella customers. Mm-hmm. But if multiple people were like, my money matters, that would be multiple people that they're losing money from. But yeah. because everybody thinks that they can't make a difference, that's it's just going to stay the same. You got to hit them where it hurts the most in their pockets. pockets, okay? That's where a lot of this goes. Like, And I feel like as black people, we're desensitized to what's going on around us. Like, We yeah. think, oh... It's 2019. Racism doesn't still exist. Like, that brings me back to the whole ASAP Rocky thing when he was like, oh, I'm not worried about Black Lives Matter. I'm worried about, you know, Malibu, living in Malibu and Soho. I feel like he's to a point where he's so desensitized, he realized that you're still black. Like, these right. things still affect you regardless if you feel like they're not. Like, because you sit here and you rap about, oh, my friends are locked up, freedom, da 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 but yet... You don't want to support the cause that's causing to them to get their freedoms. I feel right. like as black people, we've become so desensitized to that racism is still here. It's still alive. And just because it's in a different form doesn't mean it isn't happening. Like, right. we see it every day. Every day. Every day. And it's Whether sad. Whether it's casual or yeah. blunt. It is, it's just unfortunate. So, I think we all just need to, you know, and, and give yourself a small project. Mm-hmm. Like, mine's going to be not eating at these places. Yes, I'm not necessarily willing to lay down on the ground right now, but I'm willing to not eat at places that are supporting someone who is doing so many mean things to people that look like me right. and stuff like that. So it's just like you got to 
challenge yourself in little ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's going back to like just being self aware, mm-hmm. which is very hard to do. It's very hard to be self aware, whether it's like being aware of like how you're treating other people or, you know, what you're putting in your body. It's just hard to be self aware, but you have to be if you want to be happy, if you want to be healthy, if you want to make a difference, you have to check yourself in a lot of areas. Yeah, I I feel like the whole thing of being desensitized is to like distract us from like soul purposes. Like that's what kind of get from it. Like there's no way like we should be living in a world where if we hear gunshots, we don't have like no type of emotion. Like I right. feel like or it's just dis- dying. Yeah, like it's distracting us from the main cause of being humans to be compassionate and be understanding and mm-hmm. try to fix problems. And I feel like we're to a point we're walking right past it. Like, right. And it's horrible. But yeah. And I think, you know, um, they were talking about how millennials are not having enough kids mm-hmm. to like replace the upcoming generation. So we're supposed to be procreating right now, the millennials to like, you know, for the next generation, of kids and we're not making enough kids like for that and i'm like well number one why would we want to have kids in this type of society who wants to bring somebody into this type of world and number two a lot of us are in debt and don't have no fucking money so who's raising a baby if if i don't have to right and it was crazy because like the older people i think um the show i was watching i think the lady that was talking she was probably like a baby boomer i want to say she was saying yeah we definitely want the millennials to have kids well, are y'all gonna help us Cause y'all the ones that shitting on us right now. Okay. You know y'all want us to have kids. Y'all the ones destroying the goddamn planet. Right. So and that's another thing. Like one girl said, we got like eighteen months to like start working on the earth before we can't fix it at all. Why would I bring a baby up in this shit knowing that in in a couple of years is not gonna be nothing? Right. The only people that's gonna be here is cockroaches because they is the only motherfuckers <laughs> that can survive. They're gonna be the only ones reproducing. They're like, hey, we outsmarted the dinosaurs. <laughs> we outsmarted you, dumb motherfuckers. Like literally and like. I think it, the Earth has had five extinctions, mm-hmm. major extinctions. Like we're about to be the next one. Mm-hmm. Humans think, human, humans think we're so above and beyond mm-hmm. everything, beyond, beyond the creatures. If dinosaurs and shit is going, we're gonna be going. Them niggas mm-hmm. was wild. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's like we've come to like. A point where we don't even care about the fucking planet. Like I can talk about global warming to some people, and they just be like, mm, "Okay." But like it doesn't to take scare a them. Until their house is falling in a damn hole somewhere, or it's flooded out. Right, or like their city that never gets a hurricane gets a hurricane, or their city that never gets a, a tornado. A tornado gets a tornado. Like yeah. then you want to be all, "Oh, what's going on?" Well, you should have yeah. worried about that before. Yeah. Do your part, like. And, and that's another thing too like we just have to do our part like mm-hmm. sometimes you can't worry about like well it's just me and that's not gonna make a difference well if everybody just did their part all those parts would come together and make a whole like yeah. so just do your part yeah. i think people they get so comfortable with where they are and what they're and where they're at and taking care of them they forget like this is a us thing like mm-hmm. the whole planet like the whole united states your culture your race like it's a it's more than just a you thing it's a us thing and we've come like to a point where it's just like survival mode i need to take care of myself like yeah you always take care of yourself and make sure you're good but it's just like at the end of the day if you don't have nothing to lean on or to support you or have something to look forward to what is there to live for like you know we're legit 
everything's falling apart around us. Whether it's the United States, whether it's the planet, like mm-hmm. everything is falling apart is because we're so desensitized to what's going on around us. Like it's certain stuff they can actually have on the news and we'll be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. It's just, that's why my mom, she doesn't really watch the news like that because it's just too much. Mm. But guys, we're going to just take a little pause right here and go into my segment of the show, Matters of the Heart. So, hey guys, I'm here for my segment of the show. So, since this is a new season, me and Dorian have switched things up. And for my segment, it still will be called Matters of the Heart. But I'm no longer going to be talking about like a book or a TV show or movie. Because I just couldn't find enough things. And I don't think it was as interesting as it could have been. So, what I'm going to be doing is giving advice. Whether that's advice that someone has asked me recently or things that I've seen around or heard around that I feel like I would like to give advice to. So recently, you know, with um, the conversations about like millennials not having enough kids and stuff like that and the like question about like our finances and us being able to like afford children. I guess some advice that I want to just give about like finances. So like if you're someone who like who owes money on like a loan or the IRS, I really advise you to just call and make arrangements. Um, like I literally owe everybody in a mom, but I call and I make arrangements. Like I don't just sit and be like, oh, let me hide from them. Let me hope that they're not going to find me or whatever. I call them and I make arrangements. I tell them what I'm able to do. So when you reach out to like loaners, like IRS or your student loans or credit loans and stuff like that, they're a lot more understanding because they know that you're trying to actively pay them, whether you are able to afford whatever the minimum is or not. Um, also too, like I just also recommend if you get credit cards and stuff like that, like just get a credit card that isn't for a particular store. So don't go get a Victoria's Secret card, which I have. Get a car that you can use anywhere because then if you get a car that you can only use at Victoria's Secret, it's going to be a little bit harder for you to like use it because you can only use it at this store. And then it might also make you when you go in that particular store overspend. So I would really recommend you just trying to get a car that is like I can use it at literally any store that I go to. And I also recommend too that when you're saving money that you save like. 30% of your paycheck, if that's possible for you. Um, So for example, like, you know, out of my paycheck, when I did the calculations, I should be saving monthly like $500 on my paycheck. That's like for both paychecks that I get out the month. Now, some people are like, oh, bitch, I can't do that. But you will be doing it based off of like your checking, like how much you make. That's based off how much I bring home. And of course, I had to adjust a little bit because my bills kind of go don't allow me to give 500. They allow me to give like four or 300 to my savings. So I just recommend that. And then 20% should be for your personal wants. Like, oh, shopping and eating out, right? And then 50% of your check should go towards your bills so like I said you might have to adjust accordingly based on like what bills you have to pay um or responsibilities but I would really try to stick to giving yourself the smallest amount of money for like just spending because your most of your money should be going towards bills and savings and remember like even though you're giving your money to your savings it's technically still your money it's you're paying yourself it's not like it's going to a bill so like you can literally access it and I feel like sometimes, sometimes we think like, oh, like I'm putting this away for savings, but you can, it's your money. It's not like you gave it away to a store or to like a loan. It's in your account or in your house for you to touch when you need to. 
So guys, this was Matters of the Heart. And if you have any advice or questions that you want me to answer or get my opinion on, feel free to like DM us or shoot me a personal DM on my account at Heartcatcher. And uh, we're going to get right back into our discussion. Okay, guys, so now we kind of want to more so get into the conversation of like how we are affected by being so desensitized to the things that go on mm-hmm. around us, whether that's like emotional or like violence that we see out in the world. And I just think that it just creates an unhealthy person. Mm. I think it just makes it hard for you to know how to connect to how you feel about things, to your feelings, which is really important to be able to do as a person. And I think it um, stops you from being able to connect to other people mm-hmm. and to be understanding. And if you lack, like, the ability to, like, empathize and to sympathize and stuff like that, then you start to become, like, almost crazy in a way yourself. I mean, like, when you look at, like, people who are, like, psychopaths and stuff like that, those people lack emotional connections and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even though that's, like, more of a mental thing with them, if you continue to be so um, desensitized to something and you get onto the level of not being able to care or feel anything, you can also get into a space where you will do things to people or you become a certain type of person that's negative and nasty. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very easy to get into that space if you're not able to connect with someone or able to like understand like what's going on. I feel like some people use it as a like, a tool to just handle those certain emotions and stuff like that. Right. Like, instead of... Because it does take some work to work through your emotions to understand, like, okay, I might have hurt this person or this might have hurt this person. Like, let me be understanding. Like, you know, it takes time out of your day and and time of your emotions to handle that. So I think people use it as a, like... Let me use it as a distraction. Let me try to use this so I don't have to worry about other people. And I think mm. that's kind of where we are as, like, humans and why we're... So much is going on, like, so right. much violence because we're trying to... Like, oh, it wouldn't happen to me, so why do, Why should I care? Like, right. let me come over here and just worry about me and mine. But you have to worry about other people you because do. one day it can happen to us. Like, how many times do we think, like oh, mass shootings only happen to white people or it only happens to people who live in Florida or people who go here. Like, it can happen anywhere. Right, that's true. And I think that's why we have to have some type of compassion. Like, even when it comes to um, ICE, like like you were saying, like that once happened to us in our culture. So I think as African-Americans, we should take some type of concern because not only are they detaining uh mexicans but there are haitians and other people from africa or other you know african not african but you know other races besides you know mexicans that are being detained right and in those conditions so don't just think it's happening to them so i'm not going to care as much you should care because it's happening to people like us so right. i think true. we use it as a distraction so we don't have to deal with what's really going on right yeah you definitely do have to care about other people mm-hmm. because if you were in a situation you would want someone to care about you too yeah so i just think and and i understand we all are caught up in our own lives like you know i have my own things going on you have your own things going on but we do have to sometimes step back and like look out for other people if we can you know what i mean you know even like when we seeing like the ice thing and the little girl crying i was like dang i wish she could come to philly and she could stay here and yeah. stuff like that is just like really upsetting because this little girl is probably in like third or fourth grade maybe mm-hmm. and she's 
getting off her first day of school, you want to go home and tell your parents about, hey, yeah. mom, this is what we did, my teacher, da 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 And she can't do that. Her and a bunch of other kids can't do that because her parents were arrested, and it's just unfortunate. Cause, you know, and I get it, like, there's laws about being legal citizens and all this, but to the extent of... S- certain colors, I should say. Right, I feel like it is, because there's probably a legal... Uh, Irish and yeah. Polish and other Russians here in the mm-hmm. United States, but y'all are attacking Mexicans and yeah. y'all gonna, like you said, trickle down to like people who are from like Caribbean places mm-hmm. or like, you know, so. And I think it's so funny because like when you hear about like the Irish or the Russians or the Polish people coming to America, it's like a great American melting pot story. Like, oh, my oh, grandmother is. and her grandmother. And I got off the boat in New York City. And it's great. I live here. I started a business. Everything's right. great. But then you hear about black and brown people. It's like, I'm being locked up for doing the same thing these white these And they're doing white jobs that y'all know for damn sure y'all wouldn't want to do. Right. Like, the people that I think were arrested were working in, like, you know, um, fields and stuff. I mm-hmm. forget what type of field it was. But... Y'all don't want to do that shit. Y'all not finna get in no fill, um, no rice fills or whatever other fills it is mm-hmm. out there that they was working, the fruits and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. y'all not doing none of that. So why are you acting like they're really taking a job from you? Right. Because they're not. Because you're not. None of y'all asses is getting out there. Y'all think you're above those type of jobs. So now what are you going to do for those type of jobs? Because you're not going to get nobody who's legal mm-hmm. to go out and do those type of jobs. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I think people just, they they pick and they pick at certain things because it's not the American way. But there's no such thing as an American way. Because all this shit is stolen, if you want to be honest. The American like, way is stolen. It's taking people from their families. Mm-hmm. It's taking things that don't belong to them. Mm-hmm. It's hurting people mm-hmm. and being barbaric. Like, my mom, she was just watching a new show on Netflix, I think, called Hell on Wheels or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it takes place like a little like a few years like after slavery is over and like the white man was just like we're like he said to like the black he said you know we're beasts y'all don't have any y'all to like do what we do Mm -hmm. like he recognized like and i'm sorry if this offends any white people but like i do believe white people have just a different level of savagery that i will never be able to comprehend like you know i get it everybody kills everybody and every race has people who are bad but like Mm -hmm. white people have done like some of the most wild craziest things to mm-hmm. other groups of people yeah and like it just re- and like they and they're so creative with mm-hmm. how they how they fuck people up and how they kill people and what they do like some shit i would never would never even cross my mind to do mm-hmm. i remember like a long not a long time ago but a few years back i was just talking to my grandfather and i'm like why do you think white people think they're the superior race he was like because they know how to kill like they do it they've been doing it since the beginning of the time like this is all they know like they train their kids how to hold guns and do certain stuff but they know and that's how they're able to be successful in a sense because they know how to kill they know how to manipulate they know how to take and steal and make it their own and it's sad because they've been doing it for so long and they're hundreds of years desensitized to being compassionate and being kind and it just affects all of us, and it's yeah. sad because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to bring it to their attention. And I think it was Amanda Sills, and she was like, I talk about things that makes people uncomfortable. Like, it makes me uncomfortable to talk about some of these things, but 
it's important to talk about these things because it's going to make people shift. So, like, we have to talk about these things. We have to talk about mass shootings. We have to talk about why we're in a position that we are so we can push past and we get in a place where we can take care of it. Right. Yep, that's true. Like, yeah. And not saying that other groups of people... Like, we're not in no way saying, like, other groups of people don't kill. Like, we know everybody from somewhere has killed, no matter what color. But we're saying, like, white people in particular have just... Like, really hone on some wild, out-of-this-world shit that I just can't quite put my finger on when mm. it comes to the savagery. Mm. Like, you know, so quick to label other people as beasts and savages, but y'all are the showing... Ones. Y'all are showing some other thing that I just can't quite wrap my head around. Do you think there's something that may you may be desensitized to? Um, I think in, like, the emotional aspect of me, like, being able to, like... Sometimes, like, I guess, feel for other people. I mm-hmm. definitely could say that. Because sometimes I don't be caring yeah. when somebody goes. I'm like, okay. Because it's not affecting me. and Or sometimes I don't think what they're crying about is a big deal. And I'm just like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about what, they do, what they're going through. So, I could definitely say in that area, mm-hmm. um, I can feel that way. It, it, I think it depends on the circumstance. Like, mm-hmm. the little girl that I saw crying on the news, I really felt for. But then I might see something else and I'm like not that deep mm-hmm. connected to it and you know i have had times like i said before where i might tell somebody oh that's not that deep like mm-hmm. you're making it a big deal but to them it is deep it is it's not a big deal right. so i try not to do that because i get mad when people do that to me like right. don't tell me that that's not that deep like you might not see what i'm talking about but i'm letting you know this is irritating or bothering me so whether you think it's a light situation to me it's not mm-hmm. So, and I think we kind of need to stop telling people, I guess, like, how they should feel about stuff. Right. Because, you know, all you can say is that I didn't mean to make you feel that way, but you can't tell somebody, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Right. Or, like, why would you feel that way? Right. Because I do. Right. Like, because I do. So. Yeah. I think for me, I think I'm desensitized to, like, my family members, like, the people that's close to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, I live with them. Like, I'm with them 24-7. So, like, I don't really pay them no mind. But, like, right. the other day, I was talking to my mom. And she had did something. And I'm, like, going off. Like, why would you do that? da 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 Like, just going off. And I, it wasn't until I hung up the phone and really sat down and processed what I was saying and how I was saying it. I'm, like, wow. I didn't take into consideration right. how that might have came across to my mom. Right. Like, even when it comes to my brother. Like, my brother recently got a tattoo. And it's like says Philly and it's just like it's like some random tattoo and I'm like well why would you get that like that's ugly like not thinking like this might yeah like this might be rude like this might be something that he wanted and I just was going off 20 minutes on why it was so jacked up and so ugly and I would never do something like that not taking into consideration how the words I was saying may affect him or hurt his feelings or did you apologize no I haven't I apologize to my mom I still have to apologize to my brother but it, you really have to, like you said, be self-aware and take into consideration how you're coming up to other people, how you're affecting other people, and how right. you may not pay it attention, but it may affect other people just by reading their, you know, their body right. language or the tone that they're coming off in or their facial expressions. Because there's been plenty of times where people offend me and I'm like, well, how can you not take my feelings into consideration and then I turn around and do it right back to other people? Right. Especially the ones that's close to me because I'm, like, so comfortable. Like, oh, whatever. They'll get over it. And it's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes, too, like, when people just being mean, like, when I see, like, on the internet, like, you know, for example, let's say, like, somebody on YouTube, like, Jackie Ina, like, Mm -hmm. people just under her, like, videos being nasty about whatever the case may be, and I'm just like, you know, are you just that, like, mean, or are you just so desensitized to, like, how somebody else can feel because you feel like your opinion is so needed that you just have to say it? regardless of how it's like gonna affect her or somebody else like back when i was in new orleans um i had wore like a really see-through shirt so i had it on my story and this guy that i know that i've known since i was like at temple commented on it and he was just like you're he's like oh you're a beautiful girl but no and i was just like why did you feel the need to comment on my on this? He was just like, you know that I find you really attractive and you're a really cool girl, but you don't, and the shirt is cute, but you don't need to wear stuff like that. And I said, well, first of all, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't comment on my story. Like I said, I said, y'all niggas are always trying to tell women what the hell they should wear. And I said, like, this is something I want to wear. It has nothing to do with me being attractive or a nice person or whatever that he mm-hmm. says. I can wear whatever the hell I want. And to me, that, like, just rubbed me such a wrong way. Because one thing about me, like, no nigga or no girl could ever make me feel a way about showing anything that I want to show. Because that's what I like to do. And I know who I am at the end of the day. I know, like, me wearing X, Y, and Z doesn't make me this type of person or this type of person. But for you to, like, feel like your opinion is so grand that you just had to share it. And I'm not saying that I'm only expecting positivity from people, but but stuff like that where you don't have to share your pain when I didn't ask for it or where it's just like you're watching something and you can just keep going on to the next story and mind your business. Mm-hmm. You decided to stop and comment on something and kind of be rude about it. And I just, just stuff like that because I see shit all the time, but I don't stop and comment like, oh, that's uh-uh, mm-hmm. man, uh-uh. Because that's not my place to do that. I can mm. say it in my head all I want. And that's and I be talking mad shit in my head. But I don't purposely want to hurt nobody's feelings. I know what I'm thinking is rude. Yeah, it's no need to put that in There's no need to put it out there whether you thinking it or not. Right. Like, so I just feel like, especially guys, like, you know, so quick to comment on stuff. Like, we don't need your commentary. Just shut the up, okay? <laughs> because nobody is out here saying nothing to y'all when y'all got a thousand bodies, like, blue face baby so please leave me alone mm. you know what's like a really sad place to look the comment section of um the shape room i love the shape room like i'm mm. there for all of the you know memes and all of the stuff they have to like show and the right. news that they offer but sometimes when i'm looking at the comment section people will say some really mean things and like the wall yeah like they'll talk about people's babies and kids and people's sexuality and it's just like why why take it there and i feel like we've come to a point where we think it's okay like to just bash people like bashing is like a major thing now especially with the social media age and Mm -hmm. i feel like we're like desensitized to it like we're used to just going on there and just saying something rude and and going on our way like it's it's not okay that we do that to other people because we i think sometimes we forget like these celebrities they have feelings like they go home and they read this shit they look at the and i couldn't imagine seeing like thousands of people talking and saying something about me people saying the same thing over and over again because like when i read it the stuff don't be original i'm like this girl then said it like three hours ago the same thing you just right. said and it's just like it's it's if you don't have nothing nice to say this is my grandma golden rule if you don't have nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all yeah that's exactly what i told the boy in my message and i got right with says he's like oh i'm sorry yeah and you should be go ahead about your damn day okay. like don't play with me ever oh, don't ever play with me like 
And I feel like I've gotten really good at, like, keeping certain comments to myself. Like, of course, if my friends come to me about something, I try to even with my friends be like, do you want me to say my piece? But sometimes I just tell them because they're my friends and I ain't going to let you look like a dumb bitch. Mm. And so, like, stuff like that. Because, like, my friend Didi, like, I'll say to her, like, I'm sorry if that was rude, but I, I really don't want to see you doing X, Y, and Z, like... Mm-hmm. Or something. And I told her, like, other stories. She's like, well, that was kind of mean or for you to say to your friend. I said, well, I feel like, you know, I don't want my friend to, like, be in a bad predicament. I do tell them, like, look, what I'm about to say is, like, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying this because I really feel like what you're doing is not mm-hmm. smart. Right. Especially if you come to me with your issue, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Of course, I apologize if it's making you feel away or it's coming <laughs> off away, but I'm just sincerely saying it. You know, because you can. Yeah, because I had another friend when mm-hmm. she first told me she was like pregnant, and I was giving her my opinion on her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I told her before I went, I said, "Look, I'm not trying to make you feel away. I don't want you to get upset with me, but I'm saying this like out of concern." So I try to always say that kind of stuff before I say it. And people tend to receive it a little bit better if they know like I'm genuinely not trying to like be mean or like mm-hmm. come at what they're doing. I'm just really genuinely saying this out of like concern. So maybe yeah. we should give some disclaimers. To people first. Yeah. I mean, over the years, I've learned that as blunt as I want to be and as blunt as I can be and just tell you what it is and how it is, I learned that, especially when it comes to my friends, that everybody can't take certain things to certain ways. Oh, like, yeah. I've learned I that about to, certain friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I have to dumb it down a little bit. Like, I can't just come out and say, like, you're fucking up and you need to do better. Like, because a lot of my friends took offense to it. And at first, I'm like, I couldn't understand for the life of me. Like... Me as your friend, I'm trying to tell you what you're doing wrong and help right. you out, but you're mad at me for what and for why. And I learned that the delivery I was had, I was in my tone was coming off like overbearing. So I learned that for certain friends, a lot of my friends, I have to listen first mm-hmm. and analyze the situation and take into consideration how they may feel or you know how this is affecting them and what they might see what's right with it and how I see what's wrong with it and Mm -hmm. just tell them, like, listen, you know, maybe you should try this, but, you know, whatever you're doing right now, it isn't working for you. And I learned that my approach is everything. And like you said, you have to, like... Kind of just ease it in a little bit, pull like, a loop on it, like really shit. Like sorry, like, yeah, like and I've learned what friends I can be like more to the point. Like my friend Didi, she's the type of person where I really have to word it away, mm-hmm. and I also have to sit back and just let her learn on her own. Like mm-hmm. she's the type of friend where like I can, I gotta just sit back and like it'd be painful for me to like watch and mm-hmm. listen. To certain shit that my friend might be experiencing. But with her, I have to. Because she, I already know how she gets. Mm-hmm. Now, with Dorian, I feel like I can more so be like, no, la, la, la. She takes it. You know, even if Dorian don't let me know that might have hurt her feelings. But I feel like she listens. And she, like, in the moment, she's not like, I don't want to hear that. Like, Didi, she just don't be wanting to hear it. She's like, mm-hmm. I don't. She's like, Let's, next subject. Whereas yeah. Dorian, I know if I say something, she'll, she won't be like, she'll listen. Like, okay, I see what you're saying. da, 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 da. So, you know, and then, like, my friend Sierra, she's kind of like that, too. Like, you know, I can kind of just be straight to the, like, Sierra, but, like, you know, so it's like you learn your friends and yeah. how you can approach them. Even my mom, I got to kind of give disclaimers to her, too. Like, listen, mom, when I'm about to talk to you, don't get upset. Like, da-da-da. You got to, like, give a whole novel before you talk to that one. Mm-hmm. So, 
novel. <laughs> You're like, look, Gina, let's sit down, get the contract down. Uh, uh, uh. And then she'd be ready to talk. Five, okay. five hours later, she's like, all right, let's get the real conversation started. But you so. know what? You learn from your family members right. because, like, I and your friends, too. Because, yeah. like, in my family, like, everybody tell her what it is. Like, right from the jump, like, I think you was being petty and you should have never did X, Y, and Z. And I'm about to tell you from A to Z why you just shouldn't have done that. Right. And then when I try to do it with my friends, because that's what I'm I'm used to. And, like, I'm coming out of love and compassion. I'm like, X, Y, and Z, you did that wrong. Da, 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 da. And then they get offended. I'm mm-hmm. like... I'm telling you because I love you why you shouldn't have done it. And then you yeah. made at me. And I, I had to learn, like, just because I'm used to that way and I can handle it, right. they can't. But we're yes. going to take it into my section. It's a little bit different. So we'll see y'all. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Dorian Black and a.k.a. Big Daddy just so you know and this is talking with big daddy yes i got rid of say what um not that anything was wrong with say what i wanted to make it a little bit more personal um if you guys are wondering like what is big daddy if you guys follow me at dorian black you know i go by big daddy and the reason why is because i feel like big daddy is like an energy like you gotta come in with the big daddy vibes like i am the boss i am the shit like and not that this segment is for me to stunt or flex but this is for me to just be a little bit more personal i'm going to be talking about everything from the latest music i'm listening to from the latest podcast i'm listening to just some of my inner thoughts and yeah i just want to share that with you guys so come and talk with big daddy also if you guys got some confessions you want to share with big daddy be my guest you can dm it to egat pie or at dorian black um so i'm just gonna jump right into it so i wanted to discuss like my summer playlist like what i've been listening to like pretty much all summer and that's been revenge of the dreamers if you guys don't know that's dreamville's collaboration with all of their artists as well as other artists from different uh labels and i enjoyed it like the whole piece it was really nice to see like all of the other artists from Dreamville, such as Earth Gang, Boss, and Jid, all come together and really listen to their flows. Another album I really liked was Tyler, the Creator's Igor. Just sonically, I just thought it was like so dope. It was different. I love the vibe. I'm like, okay, Tyler, the Creator, Miss J is showing off. Miss J vibes he was giving me. Um, But yes, I'm just so here for it. Also, shout out to Little Nas X for being at uh billboards top 100 for like he broke the record like i think that's such an amazing thing to see a black queer man you know beat the odds and show that hey we're hearing music we got the hits and it's here for y'all to listen to um yeah shout out to ari lennox who's also another dreamville artist who did the damn thing i i loved her uh album shea butter baby it just was like it just gave me that summer love vibe like that little thing like being on your own so i really loved her album i felt like it was like the soundtrack to my summer but that's the music i'm into as for podcasts i'm really into mother ish and the uncomfortable podcast if you guys don't know we were on her podcast not too long ago um and i just loved being on there talking with her so i just been into her podcast if you guys don't know she recently did a podcast with some other people we collab with such as yep another podcast and talk heavy and for her to be a girl she kind of got all those guys together like she made them uncomfortable for sure i love her podcast because 
she talked about sex education and just making people comfortable to talk about uncomfortable things. So I love her podcast. Make sure you guys check her out at Mother Ish and her podcast at the Uncom C-U-M podcast. Um, as for Big Daddy's thoughts, I've just been thinking about being aware of the person I am and how I'm treating other people. And I think this is like a major thing for this episode, talking about desensitization and just how we're affected by things going on around us and how we affect other people. So I've really been trying to take into consideration how I speak, how I treat people, the energy I'm putting out, and I'm just trying to be a better person all around. So if you guys feel like you want to work on some of these things, I just say be kind and be who you want to be and just treat people how you want to be treated. So that's it for Big Daddy's thoughts. Um, Talk to Big Daddy. This was fun. I'm glad to show you guys a new segment. Hopefully you guys like it. I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff. And yeah, so back to the conversation. So, guys, we're just going to pretty much at this point wrap up today's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to just, like, recap everything, you know, about being desensitized. Like, just try your best to understand. I think yeah. that's the best thing to do in order to not be desensitized, to understand how other people feel, to understand world issues. Um, yeah. And just be aware. Be self-aware first. Mm-hmm. Be aware of how you're playing part into being desensitized or being aware of what's going around you and how it's affecting other people because everything starts with you if you believe it or not like the energy you put out what you say how you affect people how you treat people how you help people everything starts with you period Period. poo okay so with that being said guys we had a really nice time discussing this with you and Mm -hmm. let us know your thoughts on what's going on out here in the world um, and once again, congratulations to our giveaway winner. Yes, Mr. Adrian Portier. Yes, and we cannot wait to go out to eat. It's like the rules change. You paying for dinner. It's like, ah! no. <laughs> like, fuck no. <laughs> canceled. Right. <laughs> Everything's canceled. Period. Fuck them girls. That's what he's probably going to say. Aww. But no, it's all love. We can't wait to have dinner with you. And congratulations once again. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.